All right. Any time you are ready. In three, oh, should we count us down? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello, lovelies. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to Soul Stretch Conversations. I'm Miss Rose. And I'm Tina. And we're coming to you from the new Soul Stretch mothership <laughs> on the shores of Lake Erie in a quiet little town called Lakeside Marblehead. This is the podcast that we like to call our Lotus Lift, where we talk about using the principles of yoga in our everyday lives. And don't forget, if you want to hear more or learn more about our little studio in our corner of the world of the Great Lakes, be sure to visit us online at soulstretchmobileyoga.com. So girlfriend, oh. can you believe it's been since November? <laughs> okay. I'm laughing because I feel like every <laughs> podcast like in the past three have been like, have been, can you believe it's been so long? <laughs> I bet you people are so tired of hearing us say that, right? <laughs> Listeners, can you believe it's been since November? I can't oh believe God. it. I know. I know it feels like a lifetime ago, but it's been almost, well, it's been half a year. Yeah. And so it's so funny because I'm teaching in Lakeside Teen, so I'm getting all these people saying, when's your next podcast we've been listening to your old podcasts and been reading your old blogs and so it got me thinking we need to put another podcast out that's there. right apparently they like what we're saying yes and we have so much to say <laughs> a couple of italian chicks you got that right little do you Can't know listeners up. <laughs> little do you know all the fun stuff oh, we can man. talk about oh my god but um so yeah what's been going on well, since we last chatted oh shit there's been a lot of change. Mm -hmm. And you know, the listeners know, and you know that I moved a year ago in, in May, May of 2020, right in the middle of COVID. And right in the middle of COVID, I opened up the little juice bar, the little spin studio, and it's all been great. Um, but you know, life is such that there's always going to be more change. So since the last podcast, um, I ended up doing some monumental changes, teen, as you know. Mm. The first thing, the big one, was I ended up closing the Westlake studio. Oh, I know. Pain. Oh, it was so hard. And I didn't realize the impact it made on people until I made the announcement that it was going to close. I didn't realize there's been hundreds of people that came through that little studio. Mm -hmm. And I only had it open for maybe four years. Mm -hmm. Left a big footprint. Left a big footprint on many people's hearts. And it was a healing ground for many people. And so when I announced it, it was like, I got a lot of shit. <laughs> right. it, it was shocking. People were angry. Did and you get hate mail I did <laughs> I got hate emails and I was like oh my god and it just it made me realize um you know even though we're you know I know we did that book club about um you know think like a monk which in hindsight was it's really crazy because we're not on a monastic path we are householders so we have flipping attachments even if we try to detach as it says in yoga because it's one of the yamas and niyamas so many of us have attachments and that was a great lesson to me the students had attachments to the space and mm -hmm. to the studio sure. and to the teachers and even though i would say a million times about detach 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 we're householders mm -hmm. we're not right. monastic we're not monks um, God knows you and I aren't saints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. But so that was a that was a big change. And then about a month and a half ago, I bought out my partner in the juice bar. Yeah. And it was so funny because I loved the, my partner and she was a former yoga student of mine at the at the Katava studio. And for, for a year, she'd heard me manifest, you know, uh, oh, I want to open up this little wellness cafe and on and on. And so she she got into the excitement of that and she approached me one day and said, you know, I can, I can help you. And it's so funny how God puts people in your life at the right time. And I'm so grateful because she came in and she helped me to um, 
to work out the menu and also to launch the cafe. And I have to say, I could not have done it without her. Mm -hmm. She was a gift. She was Mm -hmm. at the right place at the right time because all she did was hear me manifest it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the saying in the Jen Sincero book about the badass, when you wish for something, when you manifest something, the whole world conspires to help you achieve that manifestation. So I feel God brought her into my life. But then after about a year, you know, um, she is a young mom Mm -hmm. and she has two little kids. Mm -hmm. And so I could see the stress of her trying to balance owning a business and oh, and still managing her home, mm-hmm. you know, her husband and being present for being your present. kids. And you know, I said to her, if it's not serving you anymore, love, it's okay to say that and to go. Right. And I think, I think um, it was a good decision for mm-hmm. her to step down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely changed so much for you because now you've oh. got to be crazy busy. Yeah, but you know, I'm but in a good busy way. In a good way, and I lo- it's my life's purpose as mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, is wellness and movement and community and those are the things that we we do best. So, all of this change and then and then as we have a funny little story, but I'm sure there's stuff <laughs> going on in your life that's been oh, changing. Oh man, I know there has been a lot. Well, let's see. I finally had one of those um health kind of breakdowns of my own. I went to the doctor, you know, after COVID and couldn't go in and, you know, I finally went in and he's like uh, so can you tell me why you put on 20 pounds? <laughs> and I'm like, um, no, <laughs> but, um, actually I can. So no, I've kind of reinvested back into my health. And so besides my yoga practice, I'm also, I went to a, a CrossFit gym, oh, good. but don't worry, I'm not going to be one of those crazy CrossFit people when we talk about CrossFit, I promise. <laughs> Except this one time, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, um, and you know, another thing is, is in my space, talk about your attachments. We just had this huge Sadly, a huge 150-year-old maple tree that had to come out. And I am just realizing that I'm still mourning this. Yeah. That's a big change because that was a part of our, you know, our family and our life. And so I'm kind of getting used to this big gaping hole where everybody can see us in the backyard now. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, so we're just accepting that. And um, and oh, well, as as you know, actually, in our family, my older kid is dealing with some gender identity issues. And, you know, like many others are are uh, teenagers and um so our family is just kind of finding ourselves on a new journey and sure. we're not sure exactly where it's headed or what it looks like but you know it's a big um, journey. it is yeah. it is <laughs> so there's that and you're but, handling it with such grace some days <laughs> some days i feel like i am just knocking it out of the park like i'm a great mom and some days i'm like i want to walk off a cliff um but you know what that's you know that's just me and so i recognize that and in those moments i try to go to all the things that we've learned and you know yeah. meditation and and just movement and just getting my head out of that and um because you know it's the terrorist in your head and you know with expectations and attachments and and all those things and you know ultimately your your kids are their own people uh but you're still their parents so trying to walk that line is different for everybody um but right now i'm okay with how we're managing this and we'll just take it one day at a time so but it's definitely a big change yeah (laughs) Yeah, but that's a i think you trumped that one well good not on purpose but no but you know and that's one of those changes that you know i I can't control that that came into our lives but i just kind of have to roll with the punches and absolutely you know you know i think as a as western culture and as our society we're so hyper focused on stopping change you know it's something that we obsess with it starts Mm -hmm. with you know little things like stopping aging 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we have wrinkle creams. That's why I do Botox. But <laughs> I still can't believe I do Botox. I do. Not that there's anything wrong no, with that. No, because, no yeah. exactly right. Or, you know, hair dye or, right? you know, the things. Hey, I we... want to do the laser on my underarms. <laughs> now that my arms are toning, I'm like, oh, yes. the laser. Yes, because bat wings make a difference in how you appear. <laughs> but um, but we're just so focused on that. And, and so what I think we're going to, we would like to share with the listening audience today is... Something that I learned recently, Tina, that really helped me to process change better. And we've talked about change a lot in, in podcasts in the past and also in blogs. But, you know, if we're always hypersensitive to stopping change, we're missing the message of what the change is. And so, yes, we can invest a lot of time. We can invest a lot of energy and money into trying and stop changing. Um, and, you know, it's funny because we don't, we're okay if we manifest the change. Mm-hmm. You know, like I learned it was okay if I chose to close down the yoga studio, but it was not okay for the students when I chose. They didn't manifest the change. I did. Right. And so, you know, looking from their perspective, you know, um, it was hard. It was it was hard decision for me too, but I was the one that created the change. Mm-hmm. So we're okay if we leave the job or we ask for the divorce or right. we close something down or we choose to move away. But if the change happens to us, we resist. Right. It's kind of like the who moved my cheese. Yes. I remember that, that book, book back in the 90s? Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, how do you respond? Exactly. Because we freak out and we think that it equates to loss. So what I learned recently was um, something that is, uh, it's a mantra in it's an old mantra it's actually latin but the italians have adopted it so if you of go course to, we have of course because <laughs> we've adopted everything so um because uh, everything you need to learn, you've learned in The Godfather, right? <laughs> you know, right. If you, the Godfather is, I mean, I know it's violent, so it's not for Yogi, but before... Fredo, you broke my heart. <laughs> There's a lot of lessons to be learned in The Godfather, but that's another podcast. Okay. But, you know, there was a great Italian, Latin, old saying, and if you go to Italy, loves, um, sometimes you'll see it tattooed on people's arms, or you'll see it in, stamped on a necklace or on a keychain. The word is, the word is, the mantra is, momento more. M-O-M-E-N-T-O, more, M-O-R-I, momento more. Hmm. Um, It means remember your death. It's the final exhale. So the reason why Italians um, and other cultures in the Mediterranean have that around um, is to remind them that one day they're going to take their final exhale, Um, that the only thing that is guaranteed in this life is that you are going to die. Mm -hmm. That is completely it. From the moment you take your first breath to the moment you take your last breath, everything in between changes. So the Italians and the Latins don't fight it. They, if, if change happens, whether they, um, execute the change or whether something, you know, like in my case, when I got cancer, I didn't choose that change, but it chose me. They go back to that mantra, momento mori. They remember that the only thing guaranteed in life is you're going to die. Everything else, go with it. Roll with the change Mm -hmm. because it really is the key to ending our suffering. And 
it's also a blessing in disguise. So we want to tell the the listeners the story of Kathleen because (laughs) we tried to do this podcast a couple of weeks ago, about four weeks ago. Okay, we (laughs) tried to do this podcast three times. (laughs) Three times. (laughs) And because we had a big change happen, about a month and a half ago, our editor, Kathleen, sent us an email and a text saying that she was going to resign. She and uh, we were all like, "What? <laughs> we need you!" Um, and um, she know, moved my cheese. She moved our cheese, and, we, <laughs> and you know we're pretty good with change. And that's okay. That's okay because I, you know, in in the moment, I really respected her for reflecting and saying it's time. It's it wasn't just working. Time. It right? wasn't, wasn't working, working for her anymore. Just like with my partner at the juice bar, you know that you you gotta you gotta honor it. You gotta you know own that it doesn't work, and then not walk away mm-hmm. all pissy, but. Walk walk away with grace and honor, cherish what the time was that we had. So she did it very gracefully. Mm -hmm. And she just said, listen, I'm 72. I'm sorry, Kathleen, I'm telling you reach out. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to edit that. Yes. Don't edit it out. Anyhow, she's going to be 70. Now, wait, she's only 71. She'll be 72 in September. Too much math for me. But so the funny thing is that we did a beautiful 32-minute podcast. And, you know, we gave... Kathleen, all these shout outs. So we go to listen back to it, and it sounds like a dial up modem. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, because, you know, we're a little rusty. And um, and we didn't really think about it no. in that moment. And so I said, okay, well, let's just reschedule. So we, we were scheduled for the following Monday. And so then Rose says, oh, I can't do it on Monday. I'm sorry, I've got something going on with Doug. I'm like, okay. So then Monday afternoon, I get this email or a phone call from Kathleen and she goes, I was in church and the pastor, Pastor Keith, was saying how our life's work, our life's purpose is never done. So therefore, there's no such thing as retirement and I would like to rescind my resignation. (laughs) We're like, it's a good thing that podcast didn't go out. (laughs) So we were talking about it today. And how that whole episode of her of her resigning and then us trying to do a you know a podcast about change that didn't take it didn't mm-hmm. record and then her coming back it was a god moment. That's really one of those. I and I love when those happen. I love when it's like I feel like I should hear like a little bell ringing, you yes. know, because that's a god moment. You know, it's God doing for what for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Because it was so funny. She brought up her life's purpose, and so many people are trying to figure that out and I think change when things change in our life it's on our path of our purpose Mm -hmm. a wise yogi once said don't worry about your life's purpose just focus on your practice whatever your practice is if you're a writer write if you're a podcaster podcast if you're a blogger blog if you're a cook cook if you're a yogi practice your yoga and on and on if you're a graphic designer do your work although I would have thought I'd be a better bowler by now (laughs) Keep at it, girlfriend. But if you just follow your practice, Mm -hmm. whatever your heart is tugged toward, whatever your passion is, then things will start to show up in your path. And those things are change. Mm -hmm. So sometimes something happens that is a change that freaks us out. It's really, and it's still really hard to accept that. I mean, I think like, you know, we always talk about space and grace. And so I think we always have to remember that as we're as we're managing the change sure it's easy to say don't resist it but you know what when it's happening it sure is flipping hard correct but that's only because love it's the ego 
It's the ego versus the soul. The ego wants to be comfortable, but the soul is the one that is pushed and stretched. If the soul doesn't get pushed and stretched, if we we won't grow. Right. If we're no, if nothing right. ever changes, we don't grow. We can't grow from a place mm-hmm. of comfort. Right. The ego doesn't like change because it likes to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But that's just an illusion. You know but, what this reminds me of? Not to cut you off, but yeah. to cut you off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite phrases. I I saw this marketing guy in a um, you know, some seminar and he said Sacred cows make the best hamburgers. <laughs> Truly, True. I use that all the time because yes. when you think about it, you know, the pain of, you know, like when, when something sacred has to change or if it changes and you don't even want it, the outcome is the best hamburger. So the O-M-G. outcome is the growth. The outcome is, totally. you know, I'm those things that come along that you're like, oh, okay, now I see why I went through that. Yes. Look at me with the cancer. Mm-hmm. I would have never picked that change. But look at all the things that have changed. For me, since then, um, everything has changed in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's so interesting. Look at Doug with addiction. It was a painful change. Mm-hmm. He didn't choose to get divorced. He didn't choose to lose his job and all of his livelihood. He didn't choose to, to you know, um, live under a bridge for a day or two. But all those changes happened, and it all happened for the positive impact. Mm-hmm. We all go through something. Even though you don't, in that moment, it sure isn't feeling positive. No, it isn't. But, you know, in hindsight, then you could say, this led me to that. Correct. If you look at everything as a God moment, mm-hmm. even the things that don't look so good mm-hmm. or the things that look painful. Um, and, and we're not discounting painful change because we've all been through something that's very hard. You know, and you right now, with things that are going on mm-hmm. with your kids, you know, you can't see the greater picture. Only God sees that. And then on the back side of that, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a matter of the soul needing to grow and stretch. Right. And when the ego is in the driver's seat, the slightest mention of change will immediately be met with no thank you. <laughs> but right. if you allow the soul to lead and something changes whether you want it to or not, um, then if you, if you allow it in with some space and grace, things can change sometimes more pleasantly than you ever thought they could. Right. So change is inevitable. And uh, we can ride the waves of change without being reactionary to it. And then we can use that as significant growth for our own selves. And once we do that, we can find the peace, the calm, and the serenity that we're looking for. Because that's all we're trying to do. Right. I mean, that's all the changes that have gone on in our lives, you and I, for the last year. We're just trying to find the peace, the calm, and the serenity. Mm-hmm. But I think if if we go back to Momento More and we remember the only thing guaranteed to us is dying, then maybe every change that happens we embrace a little differently aren't you reading a really cool yes, book right now i was now? just gonna stop stop you right there to tell you about this book that i'm reading it is so great please tell us so it's called it's a it's a ya book and um, my younger kid mentioned it to me and it's called they both die at the end and she read it and it was in like a day she's like oh my god mom this is fantastic and it was really great it's it takes place in a time and it's so it's a little science fictiony where um where there's a thing called death cast and you like some people will get a phone call at midnight and they'll say the phone call says we're very sorry to tell you that you are going to die in the next 24 hours 
You don't know when, you don't know how, all you know is that you got the call and you got 24 hours. And so it follows these two, um, you know, youngish, not quite 20 year old boys and how they, you know, where they are in their lives and how they, they work their last day. Uh, their relationships and things that maybe they would have never done before that now because they got the phone call, they're going to do it. And then how they've, you know, they grow in, in, in a relationship and a friendship. And it's, I'm not done with it. So I, I'm, I'm, a, I don't know, there's part of me that says maybe they don't die at the end, we'll have to see. But I just, I keep thinking about that. Gosh, what would I do in my last 24 hours? And, um, and I just think to, to think about that, remember your death, and, um, and that it is guaranteed. And that's okay. That's a beautiful part of life. And in fact, there's this quote from Steve Jobs that's in the book. And so I wanted to read this because I just it just sits with me. Okay. No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It is life's change event agent. Hmm. It clears out the old to make way for the new. I just like that the single best invention of life. It's so, the ultimate change. Yeah. So Love that's it. why, you know, to remember your death, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. So that each day I'm I'm living in an authentic way that I will be happy with, yes. that I'm will be proud of, that I took advantage. Um, some days it's easier said than done to do that, but that's sure. why I want to do it. Because we're like I said in the beginning, we're householders. But you know what? To remember your death and to remember that is the ultimate agent of change. So when these smaller agents of change come into our life, because death is the ultimate agent of change. Mm-hmm. It's well said by Steve Jobs. And you know, it's like when we talk about it, I don't want, I don't want to sound like heavy, like death, you're going to no. die. It's well, more, no. you know, it's, it's Shavasana. Yeah, exactly. Shavasana exactly. is not meant to be morbid. Shavasana is symbolic. Yeah. You're going to die a little death mm-hmm. and you're going to shed things that aren't going to serve you. And sometimes God will shed them for you. Versus you, mm-hmm. because that's what change ultimately does. It's an age change is the agent of reinvention of yourself, mm-hmm. but then it also prepares us for the ultimate change when right. we shed the shell that we're currently in. So it's just a beautiful thing to remember. Remember mm-hmm. your death. Remember your death. Well, thank you, love, and thank you, listeners. Yes. And we're so happy to be back on the air. It's it's been too long, but I we know. promise we are not going to go this long anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What are we going to talk about next? Oh. So do you know what the dirtiest word in the English language is, young lady? The dirtiest word? Well, I know George Carlin told me seven. <laughs> and it's... No, I won't. <laughs> well, you know I've been known to give a good F-bomb or so, but it's that's, that's you know, one. But the dirtiest word in the English language is shoulding. Should. Should. Stop shooting on yourself, <laughs> Tina. I got to stop shooting on myself. Actually, I stopped shooting on myself about a couple of months ago. And so we're going to explain okay, to the audience. Okay, did you really, though? I, I wa- did. I, wanna f- I, wa- I have learned in the last four months to totally take the word should out of my vocabulary. Okay. And we're going to discuss that. Break I that down. I will try to do that, and I will report back how it went. <laughs> stop and shooting on often- yourself. I mean, how often that you catch yourself? Oh, I since so. since I learned how to stop shooting on myself, I have caught myself quite often. Even even in transition of a text or an email, I will back out the word "should." But we're going to talk about that with the listeners the next time and give them examples of how they should on themselves mm-hmm. and what they can do to stop shooting on themselves and stop shooting on others. Right. right. <laughs> so until then, lovely. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. It's and don't forget that if, if you have any comments 
stories or suggestions for the podcast, please send us a message. You can email Rose at soulstretchmobileyoga.com. And if you want to catch up on our awesome e-bless uh, blogs or learn more about our studio, visit soulstretchmobileyoga.com. Thank you so much. Namaste, everyone. And we will talk soon. Peace out.